This is Sunday Rewind on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to Husker Rewind here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. My name is Mike Melby. That is Tom Stevens. We're in the shiny new studio downtown at 11th and 0. And tomorrow morning about 6 a.m., Mr. Stephen M. Sipple will join Bill Bush and Jake Sorensen yep. once again for early break with Sip and Jake. And uh, Steve also does a little little side writing on occasion. That's right. Online on the On3 network. Writer Sip, well. how are you, man? Are you there? Did we lose Sip? No, I'm here. Oh, okay. okay. There we there go. go. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? Good. 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 Really Do- good. Doing better than anybody that's injured that's playing for Nebraska basketball. <laughs> Holy smokes! the uh, The injury bug kind of rubbed off on on uh, Fred Hoiberg's crew. But Hopefully nothing, they get them all. Nothing dramatic. No, going to keep luckily. anybody out for any yeah, length so, of time. So, um, Sip, what were your takeaways from yesterday as a whole? I mean, bottom line, it, it kind of keeps coming back for me. Hey, we won. <laughs> I, I don't care what it looked like. Uh, they're five and three. What were What was your biggest takeaways from yesterday? Are we? I think we did. We lose him. We must have. We lost. Uh, we lost Steve. Uh, we'll get right back to him. He's on the other line. Uh, well, he's not on the line at all no. right now. But we'll get back to him. We'll ben, call him. ben is efforting. Right. He's good. He's is he good. there? Are you there? Yeah, that was Ben. Uh, yep. Yep. Ben called you. Ben did. All right. Yeah. Ready to roll. All righty. Yeah. Yeah. Quick question to start things off. Your your biggest takeaways from the win yesterday. Biggest takeaways. Well, I mean, the way they got up 21-0, you know, and took control of the game with a long drive, 15-play drive, with a, you know, then with a 73-yard pass, so very much very different sort of offensive touchdowns. And then the big block. I mean, the big uh, field goal block. And it, it was magnificent. I mean, it was, they, they studied, a, you know, a soft spot that Purdue had, you know, one of the blockers they identified during the week. Well, at some point in the scouting process, they had identified there's a weak, kind of a weak link, and they attacked it. Um, Elijah Judy got the block, and, and as Matt Rule said, uh, Newsom Quentin was right, right there. Um, and there you go. There's 21 zip. They're in control. Third quarter, you know, early third quarter. It got a little hairy. Not bad. I mean, it got a little hairy. Um, I was I was already writing my Winst column, and I had to glance up a few times. So I thought, okay, what's going to happen here? But they took control. And then I th- I'd say the last takeaway was I think Emmett Johnson's arriving before our eyes a little bit. And that, and I'd say the offensive line. You got to give the offensive line a lot of credit. There's a lot going on right now, guys, um, that's good. And maybe that we take for granted. Like their ability yesterday, Nebraska's ability to put that game away on the ground where, when everyone in the stadium knew what was coming. You know, everybody knew in the stadium knew they got to run the ball. They still ran it late. Got the 28-yard touchdown run to ice it. Yep. Uh, Stephen M. Sipple of Early Break with Sip of Jake and of Husker Online as well. Uh, 
you mentioned the salting of away, uh, salting it away, but they they didn't completely do that. They had a twenty four nothing lead, uh, and then they fumble. Purdue gets their first touchdown. They fumble again. They pick it up and re- run for sixes. There's still things, lots of things to clean up, but they have embraced the Big Ten way. It seems. Uh, Mike Matt Rule told us early in the season this was going to be a defensive football team, and it certainly is. Yeah, they play to it, and I think that some people have sort of identified that the offense, maybe the defense's prowess, is it's their confidence on that side of all kind of rubbing off on offense. Now, you're not seeing a lot of it. They're really limited on offense, obviously. But it wasn't that bad yesterday. There were times that there, there were times it looks pretty good, but when you fumble five times from those offensive fumbles, um, that's, I mean that's that's the I mean that's the part you I mean you, we keep talking about it and, you're, and we're gonna talk about it again this week. I kinda hope it doesn't dominate the conversation because what should dominate the conversation is where Nebraska's at. You know, five and three, three straight wins, five of the last six instead of just fixating on this this turnover issue, which is significant. It has to be part of the discussion. But, hey, hey man, I mean, there's a lot of teams that are winning ugly out there. I mean, some of the best teams win ugly, and that's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the last um, time, last time I checked, that's all Iowa does. What Nebraska's doing on defense isn't ugly. I mean, it's, that's a real defense. Yeah, Sip, one thing that I, I found very odd, um, Brian Walters in his first year, uh, as a head coach, and in reading through some of his comments, it, it he focused so much on we failed to capitalize. We we didn't do our jobs. It, there was a bad snap, and then the holder didn't get the ball down. And it, it, they're, they're normally when you know it's whatever game it is, it makes no difference. You know, Matt Rule is going to say, you know, hey, the opponent played great. They they made some plays. They caused us to do bad things. Uh, and you normally get that. And I just was a little. It, it, I found it very odd that Ryan Walters didn't at least tip his cap to the defense. He said Nebraska simply took advantage of their opportunities and we failed to do so. D- did that strike you as odd or did you notice it or am I just being kind of too picky here? Oh, he's a young coach. I mean, I, I think maybe as he goes on, um, as he goes on in this profession, I mean, he's a first year head coach. Yeah. I, I write it, I kind of write it off to that. I mean, he'll he'll uh, learn how to probably handle those things better. I, I don't think it's a good look for him. That's what you're saying. I, it's not a horrible look. Um, there's a there's a there's a degree of truth to it. I mean, it, Nebraska just took it to him, though. I mean, that's the thing. It wasn't. I didn't watch that game and think, oh man, Purdue had all these missed opportunities. They 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 probably should have won the game. It wasn't. I, Nebraska was in control most of the time. Like I said, it got a little hairy. There in the there in the fourth early in the fourth, but uh, I don't know. Hey, I just ride it off to a young head coach. Yeah, fair enough. It was just one that I thought was a little peculiar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the thing that that I keep coming back to is the injuries, and I thought that they could sustain a few, but the the list of injuries is crazy. Uh, Xavier Betts that wasn't an injury; he left the team uh, in fall camp. Then you lose Isaiah. Garcia Castaneda, you lose Marcus Washington, you lose Billy Kemp the third, you lose. You're starting a, a wide receiver core of Jaden Lloyd, of Malachi Coldman, of Jaden Doss. Uh, you're down Turner Corcoran, Ethan Piper, Nori Norwilly, and 
they just and they almost get better in my mind. How are they doing it in your mind? Just pushing forward, and, and a lot of it, I think it's good leadership, not only by, it starts at the top with Matt Rule, but I think good leadership throughout. This is a good group of guys, and it's not, you know, the offense, There are there's a lot of young guys on offense. There's a lot of older guys on defense, but there's there's older guys on offense, too, that are just solid dudes. I'd start with Heinrich. I mean, Heinrich, you know, it's flawed, particularly as a you know, as a passer, and he's learning his way. But I think it, you have to give him a lot of credit for the way he's managing that, that those injuries. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess the best way to put it is at the start of the season, if you looked at the depth chart, eight of the position starters would be out right now, eight of the 11. And what I said all week was if that were the 49ers, it would be a major national story. Well, if it were the Ohio State Buckeyes without eight offensive starters, it would be it would be a major story. Nebraska flies under the radar right now, but even it even seems to fly under the radar a little bit here. I don't know that the local I don't the local media doesn't even make that big of a deal of it, in my opinion. But it is a huge deal, and the way they're they're managing it is is incredibly impressive. It's incredibly impressive, and if they really you know if they go to if they go to Michigan State and win their fifth straight and sixth of seven, yeah, well, now we're talking, I mean, we're, it, it's pretty incredible the way this team is being managed. And, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a great story. It's, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'll tell you one thing, I'm really enjoying covering it right now. It, it is a lot of fun to watch and, and it, fun to see the young guys get opportunities, and older guys get opportunities that maybe have been – buried on the depth chart for a couple of years, and, and they make the most of them. Um, th- throughout all of this and the way that the team has been managed, completely agree with you, but it seems like every game we talk about a couple of play calls where we just kind of scratch our heads and go, I'm not sure what he was thinking there. And you already know the two-play sequence I'm going to talk about that led to Harburg's fumble, which was the 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 option pass. You're up 24 rip. What I You're... Matt Rule said, we're, we're being aggressive. Why? Your defense is dominating this game. I mean, just run the clock out, eat up time of possession, have 40 minutes in, in time of possession, and call it a day. Um, I, I guess I didn't understand the aggressiveness there. I didn't see any need for it whatsoever. And then, obviously, Harburg gets his bell rung, his mouth is bleeding, etc. What do you make of Marcus Satterfield with these? Just like He calls a good game, but there's always these outliers where we question it, it seems like. Yeah, and Rule, Rule obviously had Marcus Satterfield's back, and he, he did explain it in the postgame, and you, you referenced it there. They want to, He wants to keep attacking, keep playing. Rule does. It could be, too, that Satterfield is calling the game with his boss in mind. You know, that we want to, we want to keep attacking. Keep, I mean, we don't, we don't want to go into a shell. Um, and then, then I know the other call you would say is probably the, the fourth and one with Sims in the game running out of the shotgun. Now, Matt did, did say that they, the wrong play call went in. Two guys went the wrong way. Um, so there you go. I, it's unfortunate. I'm, I'm, I'm basically with you. At least we got an explanation. And I do like aggressiveness. Um, but I'm of the mind 
you just keep handing it off. Keep it, I, I'd say run basic run plays. Well, and, and that t- worked. That worked late. I mean, it yeah. worked after that flurry of sort of oh, sort of unnecessary buffoonery. I'd call it. <laughs> they did. They did settle in and just and, and just ran and just ran. And you saw what happened. They, hey, that was beautiful at the end. I thought when everybody knew they were running. Uh, Emmett Johnson was getting some tough yards, and then boom, he broke one. Big credit to Emmett. Big credit to the offensive line. But I get what you're saying. Um, I'll tell you what, though. I've never been a guy to question play calls. You know, I've I wor- I've worked so closely with coaches, and what I always would, what I always say is, there's just so much I don't know in that situation. I don't know if someone blew an assignment. I don't know exactly what was being asked. Like, like for instance, the fourth and one. I didn't know that the wrong play went in at the time. I didn't know two guys botched the assignment with the wrong way, you know, which fouled up the entire play. I don't know that stuff, you know. And maybe if the plays ran correctly, it works, and we're not, we're not having a conversation. So I don't spend a lot of time second-guessing calls because there's, there's too much information I don't know. I hear people say over and over, Sip, that uh, Nebraska is just playing to their strengths with this offense, and may- maybe that's the case. But I also hear people say, "Man, I love the option. I wish Harburg would pitch yeah. it more and or run it better." Um, but if you would have told me he was six of eleven, I would have thought that that must be at the half or something like that. Uh, Tom Osborne threw it more than than that, even on windy days. Um, is this the identity that you can see going forward, or is this just because Nebraska has so many injuries and this is the strength of their team that this is a one-year experiment with the option? Well, it always, to me, it's a simple answer. And I think coaches, oh, I think a lot of coaches do a good job of this. It's just dependent on your personnel. You coach to your personnel. You, you see what you have, and you do what you can to make it work, which is what they've done. I can't answer that. If there's a... You know, if, if if we see in the final stretch run here, Heinrich Harburg make significant discernible strides, maybe you would deem him the quarterback of the future. I just can't. I can't do that right now. Um, but may, and, and maybe in the portal, if they go find a player who's similar to Heinrich and Sims, yeah, maybe you just keep keep going this way. It wasn't their intent, obviously, because you've heard him say. They've had to learn. Marcus Satterfield never coached an offense that ran option like this. They learned from Ron Brown. They've they've learned from Tom Osborne. Tom Osborne watches film. Ron Brown, a longtime Nebraska assistant, has been integral in helping them understand how to do this. Satterfield had to learn it. Um, And I give those guys, these new guys, Satterfield, Rule, et cetera, a lot of credit um, for doing that And, and not you know, you got to kind of put your pride aside right there, you know, and they did, and it's worked out. I like I like Heinrich when he turns the corner. He means business. It's business time when he turns the corner on the option. He's a tough runner, and it's it's worked, you know, and now he's pitching it a little, little, and that, and Emmett Johnson shows a degree of proficiency in running it. He saw on level number four, I think that was an option play, it was at least a pitch to the right yeah, yeah. in the second half. And he put the best player on the defense on his back. Those are significant moments for this team. Yeah. Uh, Sip, before Tom and I get flagged for unnecessary buffoonery, 
I want to ask you. That's one of the greatest new terms I've ever heard. I might get it tattooed. Um, I'm going to ask you right now to uh-huh. tell me who is playing, representing the Big Ten West in the Big Ten title game. Yep. If you had to pin me down, I looked at it last week. I think Minnesota. I know really? they have Ohio State left, but I think that might be their only loss, and they would have all the tiebreakers if that's the case. If they're able to beat Wisconsin in the regular season final, huge rivalry game, um, I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd lean toward Minnesota right now because they've beaten Nebraska yep. and they've beaten Iowa, and they have a shot to beat Wisconsin. They'll have an excellent shot to beat Wisconsin. So that's, that'd be my pick right now. Cool. I, I know it sounds negative, but if you're a Nebraska fan, you really don't want to play in that game at this point. It, I don't. I, I totally disagree with that. I never. I know. I'm not. I'm not being disparaging. I just. That's. Of course, you want to play in it. I mean, I. I, I think you absolutely want to play in it. And maybe it wouldn't even be Michigan. And if it wasn't, I don't. You know, Ohio State. You have to deal with the best player in America, but they're not overwhelming up front. Yeah. Um, like Michigan is, and Penn State's not overwhelming at all. I don't think. I think it would be either Ohio State or Michigan. Yeah, a rematch with Michigan. <laughs> it's not. Listen, a lot of people would check right out of that, but I just think anytime you can be in a championship game, you want to do it. And yeah. I guarantee you, Matt Rule would stiff arm the notion of not wanting to play in it. Right. Yeah. Huge feather in Nebraska's cap. Well. If they could get to the Big Ten championship game, I, I think it would be amazing. Well, they the destiny is in their hands. There's four way tie. I mean, there's uh, yeah. everybody's five and three, three and two in the league. So it's not unreasonable. I think every game from here on out is certainly winnable. Great stuff, Steve. As always, we love your show. Early break with Sip and Jake and Bill Bush and all your stuff with Husker Online. Well, thank you, guys. You do a great job too, and uh, we'll do it again soon. All right, awesome. uh, thanks, Sip. Steve Simple. Uh, I don't. I was going to ask if he was going to head over to the game, but uh, maybe not. It's an exhibition, uh, well, and, and he's never been one to take in a lot of Nebraska basketball. <laughs> but he he enjoys it. Oh yeah, and he writes about it periodically. Yeah. Uh, we have an update though from Devaney halftime. Nebraska thirty-eight, Doan twenty-seven. Uh, Boogie Coleman banked in a three in the final seconds. Uh, let's see. Everybody who scored has at least one point. Uh, Kase Tomanaga, however, rolled an ankle and has not returned. Ooh. So that is not uh, good. So uh, not only Rick Mass, uh, Josiah Alec, and who else? Uh, Jawan Gary. They're all out. And now Kase Tomanaga. Yes. I, I mean, no, it, it's an exhibition game. Why would you worry about bringing him back? No, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't. So, but you would like to, you know, maybe get a little rust. I think it's Linwood next week. Yeah. Uh, you want to get a little rust off, but I, I, I don't see it as being a big deal. If 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 all those players were playing and they were up 38-27, I'd be a little concerned. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not concerned because nobody that will be starting or a lot of the guys that will be starting are not playing tonight. So, But uh, we'll update you on the Husker basketball score live from PBA. Uh, but we've got to talk a little Husker volleyball a little bit later on the show. That's about it. An hour from actually a half an hour from now with Tanya Taki of Nebraska one, but we haven't done. Uh, I think we're going to do our grades. Okay, think, well, we'll do our grades from yesterday, and we'll do it next.